Good early morning, everybody. This is going to be episode three of Sincere Sessions with Steven. This is just going to be the intro. Um, I'm really going to try and keep my focus on only one or two things today. And then as well as I have another special message um, about what happened in the last episode. If you stayed and listened for that one, yeah, there's, there's an update for that. So just go ahead and to, uh, keep, keep tuned in for that. Um... Like I said, I'm just gonna make, I'm gonna try to make, uh, keep this about one or two things, and I'm definitely going to put a lot, a lot of, of heart and thought about this because these are just ravaging around in my mind right now, and I'm like, hey, you know what? Jot it down. I'm gonna record it, and then this is that. There's gonna be like the content for my episode. So appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll get this started. All right, so this will be the update on that special message from last episode. Uh, so just to recap, a good friend of mine, Alan, his sister recently went missing. So I asked, you know, if anybody had any kind of information about Alejandra, you know, to bring it forward to the police department so that, you know, we can all kind of pitch in and work together to um, help bring Alejandra back home to Alan's family. So update she has been found Alan's you know told me that you know like, and he's he's shared it you know all across social media as well that his sister's been found he's he appreciates everybody doing their part even if it's just to share or just just to take the time to to look at it you know um, she, she was found safe and sound uh, she was with um, she was with a friend that they had kind of uh, suspected you know like the, the whole time pretty much you know she was she was she was she was safe she was fine nothing no harm came to her so that's just going to be like the update for special message, and then the, uh, I'm going to go straight into the next topic after this. Okay, so this is going to be basically just like the meat of this episode, and uh, where do I even begin? Okay, so um, if you came from my Instagram live stories, I had mentioned that you know we got uh, we got a couple brand new cashiers over at Walmart and your boy became smitten with uh, with one of them. I mean, from, from first glance, you know, as, as cliche as it sounds, I'm not gonna say, love at first sight, cause yeah, I'm not gonna do that to myself. But um, I, mean, I, I couldn't take my eyes off her, not in a creepy way, but just like I was mesmerized by the, the beauty that um, was in front of me. I, I couldn't, I would dare, not to look away from, from the gift God has bestowed upon my like my eyes right now, and kind of mustered up the courage a little bit to start talking with her. Um, a few days afterwards, after some help from my friend, big shout out to uh, my friend Mason, uh, doing something stupid and reckless uh, to help me get her number and her to get mine. So I uh, appreciate you if, if you ever listen to this. I don't think you will, but I figured I'd just put it forward. But uh, this topic is going to be mostly about just how, how I feel the connection is going between us. So I'm not one to really hide my emotion, or I, I, I try not to anymore. I mean, in high school, in middle school, I had friends, even best friends that I still have to this day, which I'm grateful for. That you know they they did what they could to try and and mask their emotion, like they were afraid to 
to reveal how vulnerable they felt about the situation around them. Maybe uh, because they thought them as weak to show any kind of, of, of fracture in, in the, the stone that they felt that they had to be for themselves or for their family or for their friends, just for, for whoever. Um, and then you have those that just didn't really care to show emotion, you know? They'd rather not embrace what kind of power those emo- those emotions have over them if they were to be overcome by them. You know, let's say even positive ones such as joy, love, happiness, friendship, you know, yada, yada, so on and so forth. Um, so I'm not like, and I used to be like that too. You know, I used to try and try and hide or mask whatever I was going through because I don't want people to worry about me and I still don't want people to worry about me but um, as one of my best friends put it a few years back they were my friends or they cared about me in a specific way or just in general so them being worried about me is not only out of my control but it's not up to me in the first place so not only could I, you know, I basically just had to deal with the fact that they worry about me because they care about me. And it sounds stupid, but I would always be, I'm always there for someone that I care about, whether it be friends, someone that I'm interested in, yada, yada, so forth, family as well. Um, so I, uh, I would always say, well, no, I don't want you to worry about me but I'm gonna go ahead and worry about you. And it sounds stupid, you know, after, after going through that, all of high school, you know, and eventually having to, to learn that, about how, how just stupid and wrong that that sounds and is just on paper. Um, you know, I learned to not, not mask my emotion anymore because one, I felt like there was no point. I had been dealing with friends um, back in middle school that would try and, and, and hide and conceal whatever it was so that nobody would worry about them. Nobody would, would try and be um, interested in their business or whatever for whatever their own personal reasons. But uh, for me, I would always be able to to see through it. Um, best friend of mine still is now, uh, Tristan. He's always kind of hated me a little bit because I've been like one of the only people since middle school to see through his bullshit. Every time he tries to put up a wall, every time he tries to put up a facade, I I just kind of tell him, like, dude, it's crumbling. I don't know how many people or how much energy you're using to, like, try and, you know, construct that wall as well as fool everybody else, but to me, you're just wasting, you're wasting your own time. And eventually, we would always get down to whatever the brunt of it was, and we would talk about it, we would help each other with it, we would go to God if... Um, for the majority of times if it was something that needed to be put in his hands not to say that we were trying to take control of situations but you know like okay if something that we thought was menial that we felt like oh okay we don't really need to pray about that because it's not as big of a concern that that's the way we would think about it back in middle school now you know we both realize hey that's stupid everything can be put in God's hands um, so, yeah, as I was always to see through him, I, I would, uh, I've just been able to, to do that. And I don't like to hide how I feel anymore because I don't find it 
necessary or reason to. In fact, um, I feel like the more you try and hide something, the, the, the more susceptible you're going to be for it to, for your, your mask to crack, for everything to just come rushing through. It's like when, when you bottle something up inside, you know, uh, you just keep adding more and more to the, and the pressure just begins to build inside the, again, it's a glass bottle. So, and I mean, eventually with enough pressure building up, it has to be released. And when you, when you bottle everything up like that, you're not always gonna be in control of where you release it. In fact, the more you bottle it up, the more, um, the more likely you're going to blow up on somebody that you care about, somebody that you didn't mean to. You could say something that really hurts somebody, both physically or uh, about like, ment like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever. And you may not have meant to say that, but you're just so tired of just doing everything that you can to keep it all inside, to not let anybody else know what you're going through. And it breaks. That bottle, everything that you've been working for, it crumbles around you. And you let it out on that one person, those few people. And you may have lost them. You may have said something that you regret still to this day. So I, I don't I don't see a reason to do that. And I try and encourage and help others you know, to, to see that they, they shouldn't be like that either. You know, whatever they're going through, yes, there is a time and a place to deal with that. But eventually it has to be dealt with. You can't just continue storing everything inside, waiting for a snap. Because you're not, and it's not always 100% um, possible to, to fix whatever whatever crack, whatever um, cracks and fractures you make in, in bonds with other people. Those aren't always easily repaired. Friendships, relationships. They take time to heal. It takes effort to, to mend, to really show how sorry you are. So, yeah, whatever I feel, um, I, um, I wear it on me. If I'm happy, you'll see me smiling you know, ear to ear, as big as they are. Thank you, God, for that. <laughs> uh, if you see me mad, I, I, I mostly just stay silent. That's, that's kind of that's how I am when I, when I get mad. I just kind of stay silent, trying not to say the wrong thing to somebody that I, that I care about, or I don't want to blow up at anybody. So I just I just kind of keep it to my, I kind of just keep it at, at a level where I can still control what I say, when I say, and how I say it. I would just like to be left alone, left to process everything, whatever it is that I'm feeling. And then eventually it goes away. Or I pray about it. And God helps me move through it instead. So, um, I know I kind of got off track there. Sorry. But um, in, in going into that, I'm not going to be the kind of person that doesn't show you that I care. And in, in this regards, um, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to reveal the name of the cashier. Because... I don't know if she'll ever hear this and I don't want her to get the wrong idea. And I just, I just don't know if she'd be comfortable with it anyway, so. But obviously it is, it is a girl. And I'm not, I'm not shy about showing how I feel towards somebody at all. I don't think anybody should. I think if you do genuinely care for that person, especially in a way that 
um, is, is tender and, and true. And you shouldn't be, you shouldn't doubt. You shouldn't even come to like in the back of your head. Is it okay for me to, I mean, to, to do this? I understand, you know, people may not always be comfortable with what you're trying to do. You have to understand that, you know, you need to respect their boundaries, respect what they, how they feel as well. So, um, like, this is all, this is all new to me in regards to her. I, I don't know, I, I don't know her at this point. I don't know what she's been through. I don't know what she's going through. I don't know what kind of life she has. I don't know who she is as a person. I'm just like, hey, I'm attracted to you. And I'm not really one to flirt. That competition, that kind of goes more to, more on my homeboys. <laughs> But all like all the way since high school, but we kind of started talking more at person in work, like more in person at work. Um, after my friend Mason again, you know, uh, did did <laughs> stupid stupid shit to uh, help us connect and get each other's numbers. Um, um, I was offering to, you know, go visit her and surprise her, like, for lunch or something, and she, she'd be so surprised, you know, like, like, she'd be excited, like, waiting for it, or, like, excited for it, I guess, so I kind of took that as, like, okay, um, maybe she's just seeing this as, like, a friendly gesture, which is fine, because at this point, I still don't really know too much about her, and I definitely want to form that friendship bond before I even think about trying to pursue anything else. Uh, that's just the way my, my parents raised me. That's the way I feel like it should be, you know? Uh, so, uh, as time kind of goes on, um, I try and ask her to, like, I try and ask her out. I understand, you know, with, with everything that's going on, not many places are open. However, the parks are still open. At least, I don't know if this is, I don't know if that has changed by the time this episode is going to come out. But, um, at least from when I originally wanted to do it, the parks are open. So I, I've been trying to, to take her to one of those. And then we agree in person, like at work. And then when it, it comes the day of, something happens. You know, like she's, she's already told me and she's admitted that she's not exactly the best in terms of keeping like communication over, over text message or social media, things like that. Um, so... I just like to kind of tease her about it. I'm like, oh yeah, you're a shitty texture anyways. I mean, like, like it's not it's not like trying to degrade her or anything, or like, hey, you should be better. I'm just I'm just kind of like lightly teasing, you know. Like, and she she understands it. She like she understands um, why I do it. So like, and she's okay with it. But um, things have just happened. I'm not going to go into detail about what happened because I mean. I already feel like it's kind of bad that I'm just mentioning her in this as people, uh, as you know, as other people, live people are going to be listening to this. So I won't go into what happened because like she, uh, well, she already confided, like she already told me like personally and how it's personally affected her. So, um, but I will say, okay, uh, it was Tuesday. No, it was Monday. Um, I was talking with my, my friend Fernando. And he, uh, he, he's been trying to, he, he's been helping me, trying to get, um, like, give me tips and stuff on, on how to, to work things out with, uh, with, with this girl. 
And like, I feel like I kind of have a romantic sense of my own to a degree. Like I took um, a coworker out in the past and like my, my ideal, like what was, I thought was like the perfect date for her was I got like a picnic basket or like, yeah, picnic basket. I got like stuff for sandwiches and shit. Um, she had her mom drive us over to like, um, is it Hemisphere Park? Yeah, Hemisphere Park. We sat right like underneath the Hemisphere Tower. And then we ate, we ate lunch or yeah, we ate lunch slash dinner there because it was around nighttime. Um, we, um, she showed me around downtown because her, she would call herself uh, the queen of downtown since apparently she like she, she she would go clubbing a lot. So um, and, you know this was another girl that I liked, you know. So I was like, oh okay, you know I'm I'm really trying to make this special for her. I still have not had a girlfriend yet, so I, I want whoever that first person is going to be. I want them to feel you know appreciated. I want them to feel listened to. I want them to feel special. That's why uh, I, I kind of custom tailored the, the date idea. You know, we, we would just spend uh, these hours just walking around downtown. And then um, like the surprise that I kept hinting at was um, she always said that she wanted to go to the Hemisphere Tower, but she was afraid of heights as a kid. And then her parents just never got around to it. And I'm like, yeah, I understand that. So um, <laughs> funny story, I, I got us free. I got us into the Hemisphere Tower all the way up to the top for free. Um, it was the last, like, it was the last few people going in, and I rushed over. So I, I kind of left her like walking behind because I kind of wanted to surprise her for this. I mean, she she could take care of herself, but I know like I'm pretty sure people are already thinking like, you left her? What the fuck? But I promise you, everything works out in the end. I was praying for her safety. I was like, God, as I leave, please just don't let anything bad happen to her. So, so I was I rushed over there. And it was the last, like, I saw that the ticket booths were closed. I was like, fuck. And then there was a family that was coming out of the, um, of the, the, the tower, like the entrance. So I held the door up before I was like, yeah, yeah, y'all have a, y'all have a good night. And I snuck in and like, I told the, I told one of the, the people that was working, I was like, dude, is there any way that I can get two last tickets up there? And then he's like, sorry, we're closed. I'm like, look, man, I, I understand, you know, you've got your own policies to follow and everything and if not you know just just hear me out and if it's still a no i'll go ahead and um i'll skedaddle like i won't i won't bother you anymore but there's this girl that i really like but i, I told I, I said I, i'm trying to surprise my girlfriend she's always said she's wanted uh, to go to the hemisphere tower and you know yada 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 and i wasn't like bullshitting i was telling the truth you know that you know, this was my this was like my special date idea for her i'd been planning this for like a week or two maybe a month so um, he was like, okay, okay, okay. I'll talk to the manager, see what happened. Everything goes fine. So he let us in. So uh, I was able to go up with her all the way to the top floor. And we just kind of took pictures together and stared out. I told her, I was like, sorry, I kind of kind of had to uh, say that you were my girlfriend. And she wasn't really too comfortable with that considering we weren't dating yet. It was just kind of just like a, a date to kind of test the waters for her. She thought it was special nonetheless. Um, so, yeah, things, things didn't work out there. Though I let my insecurities drive drive me and, and drive what, what I should say, what I should do, how I should feel. And it eventually just pushed her away because you know, I, I was a mess. 
kept doubting everything that I was doing. I kept um, doubting maybe maybe I didn't do enough for her. Maybe I um, maybe it was just a bunch of insecurities and, and lies just like just bombarding my mind. So things didn't work out there. Um, but with with this current one, you know, like like so, like I said, I feel like I have a certain romantic approach to certain things if I feel the person is worth it and I feel like I want to make them feel special and appreciated so um, because there weren't any uh, so yeah I was asking I was so again back to the, what I was talking about um, I asked my friend Fernando because he kept trying to give me um, flowers he would put he would pluck them from uh, from Walmart and just give them to me he's like here give them to to the to the girl that you like and uh, maybe she'll put it in her hair or something and I was like well she doesn't work for like another three days. And she, he was like, well, just keep it. And I was like, dude, like, where the fuck do you expect me to put it in my vest? <laughs> so, um, just jokes like that, but it got me thinking. I was like, okay, what if maybe instead of not that flower, but a different one? So, I, uh, after him and I were talking, I asked her that night, I was like, hey, um, I just kind of tried to give somewhat comp, like, I guess general conversation i was like so due to the the season you know given the time of the season uh a lot of beautiful flowers tend to bloom what are like what's one of your favorites and she was like i know it sounds like really boring but i I like the rose and i was like the rose okay i just kind of made a joke i was like i guess you must really like valentine's day too lol and she just kind of i shouldn't really find that one too funny i was like that's fair i probably deserve that (laughs) but um so i had i had this idea since we both worked um, the next day, I work always three to midnight, and she worked five to ten. So um, I, I didn't tell her anything, but like as I was talking to her lit again uh, later that night, I was like, um, I was like, wait, so you're telling me that not only do I get to work with you, it's the majority you get to work with me for the majority of my shift." Meaning we'll be able to kind of see each other and talk and hang out like a little bit and stuff. And she was like, yeah. I was like, well, I'm, I'm fucking ecstatic. And I feel like I kind of pushed a little bit, like, like, like maybe, maybe a little bit too much. Uh, because I went to bed at like five in the morning after my roommate and I were, we were playing video games. And I, I, I just kind of wanted to see how things would go. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'm about to pass out. I'll... I'll see you at work tomorrow. Good night, beautiful. I realized when I woke up, I was like, you know, maybe that's maybe that was a little too much. So I, I couldn't tell if that were if like that was a, like a little bit of my insecurities kind of coming up to try and try and um, haunt me and get me to doubt what I'm doing, or maybe that was more of like me trying to think and be more cautious about it, not to to push through and like you know, be so fast and forward with everything. Um, so the next day came, and I was. I had this plan in mind. I'm like, okay, so she likes roses. Uh, I work through to midnight. She comes in at five. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, on my break, I'm going to, uh, you know, while she's not looking and she's busy with the, the customers because she's usually on the registers and I'm on the self-checkout. So that's like two different lanes. Um, I'm going to buy her some, some actual roses, whether it be a bouquet or a six pack or maybe just a single one. I wanted to buy real ones because I wanted to also buy a vase and then fill it with water and then put that somewhere behind like a manager's desk or customer service after talking with them and they did say I'd be able to do that so I thought everything was gonna be fine but we don't have 
real roses. They were all fake instead. I was like, fuck, okay, well, I'm an overthinker. Like, God made me with an analytical mind. So I tend to overthink everything. So on my break, I called my mom immediately. I was like, hey, mom, um, I love you. Hope you like, yada, 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 like, I love you. Um, I need your help. So I told her the situation. I was like, of course, I need you to talk. I need to talk to you about this because you understand how I get when I overthink. So you'd be able to help me simplify and pick whatever situation is best. And it would eventually be something that I wouldn't even think about it. Like I would completely gloss over it. So I, uh, I, so I listened to her. And she told me to get a fake rose instead since it, it lasts longer anyway, just one. And then just ask her what her favorite candy is. So I was like, okay, wow, I can do that. I'm, I'm stupid. I never would have thought that, ever. Because I, I originally wanted to do original. I thought that, well, if I buy a, a, a cheap fake one, it wouldn't really be a special. But, hold on, I was wrong, thank God. So I did that bought it for her I, um, and I gave it to her later that night um, right before she left for work and, uh, for the candy she said she liked some kind of Mexican candy green package sour I'm not really into Mexican candy so I'm not exactly a connoisseur in that subject but uh, did what I could went to the Hispanic aisle in Walmart and I just picked up a green sour looking candy. I think she said she wanted one with chamoy and this one had chamoy so I gave it to her and I gave her the rose and gave her the candy in like a bag and I hugged her and everything. I was like, hope you like it. I was like, yeah, you know, it's like my mom told me to say something choosy and I think I did like a beautiful flower for a beautiful girl or something like that. And um, she was telling me that she works, uh, like, so obviously she, she showed emotion, like, she expressed that, you know, she really liked the gift, um, she, uh, kind of posted it on, like, some of her social media, or at least sent me stuff about, like, just saying thank you and everything, so I was glad to know that, like, my idea wasn't entirely gone to shit, thanks to my mom. And I'm just trying to do something to show that, hey, you know, I care for you. I like, I like you. And we've kind of already talked a little bit about it. I mean, she, she obviously knows that I like her. And she's made hints that she likes me. We're just not, I guess, on the same page yet or ready to, to commit to something. In terms of, like, trying to date and that's fine. I don't, I mean, after what happened with that, that toxic girl in college that uh, I talked about in my life stories, and I think one time in my podcast, I don't want to rush into anything unless I know it's, 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 uh, it's serious. You know, like it's like, hey, let's act like, I'm not saying like, oh yeah, you know, like I'm not going to rush into, like I'm not going to try and do anything unless she tells me like she's going to be the, like the woman that I marry. Like, no, that's, that's, that's not how I think, but more of I'm willing to give it a shot. And I, I'm serious about putting in the effort to try. Like that. Just a base foundation. So, uh, yeah. Um, 
and then uh, when, when we hang out, even if it's just like at work, like I'll be, I walked with her to go take her break and I walked around the store because she had full of energy and I was like, okay, well, let's, let's go around the par- uh, store for a little bit, a few laps, see, see how that kind of helps you. And the whole time she was just like really walking like close to me. I was like, you know, like playing with her and stuff, like lightly pushing her, her pushing me back, like, like the little teasy flirting kind of thing, I guess. I don't know. And there were a couple times, like there was one time where I was eating lunch and she saw me jamming out to my music. So she decided to just like get right in front of me. And if you don't know, um, the self-checkout machines, they have like little cameras that, you know, they're just for security purposes so that they can see and identify whoever it is that uses that person, like uses that specific machine. So in case they didn't pay for anything or whatever, they can be like, oh, hey, well, it was literally this person. So she would, she moved in front of me, just right in front of me, just started like checking herself out in the mirror. And I, 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 I held back just wanting to just kind of, just kind of hold her. Like I've hugged her before and that's fine. You know, like a hug is, is a very, uh, I feel like it's a very, um, genuine expression of of care for somebody whether it be a friend or a partner or a family member or even just someone that you're interested in and I, I, I feel like she kind of gets that and she can see why I enjoy the hug so much but I'm doing what I can to fight back any kind of of urges to do something like that one because we're not dating so i don't know if she'd be comfortable with me trying to make a move like that two i mean the last time i did anything like that in terms of holding and, and kissing and hand holding things like that was with that toxic girl in um in college now granted she already had a boyfriend so what we were doing it was it was already wrong to begin with so this girl um that i'm interested in a lot um that's not the situation, but it's still just, I don't want to do anything intimate like that. Even just like a little bit, like for me, that's, that's intimate. Like just, just handholding, hugging, kissing, like things like that. To me, that, that shows intimacy. And I don't want to do that unless we've already established that we're dating because it felt wrong to kiss the girl from college. It felt wrong to hold her hands. We still did it because we were into each other, but Morally, I knew the whole time. I mean, God was just pounding in the back of my head to, to stop. Um, so I fight. I, I don't. I fight those urges back. She's gotten really close to like uh, this new girl. I mean, this, this, she's gotten this cashier. She's gotten close to me, and it's not the fact that it's made me uncomfortable, but it's just you know I I, I fight back. You know, just trying to put my arm around her and just kind of hold her a little bit tighter. I I, I do tend to slip. Um, when we hug, I tend to hold, I tend to hug just a little bit tighter. Just, just not too much where like I'm suffocating, but just a little bit to show um, my, my my genuine care. And she does little things too, to um, to express a little bit of how she feels, like just to show that she she cares or she she, she thinks about like she, she she's thought about me. In I guess that way, I don't know. It's it's really hard to try and explain because I'm too busy fighting back my own fear. I'm afraid that 
I'm gonna slip up or I'm afraid that my insecurities are gonna get the best of me as they did with the last coworker, uh, the one that I, uh, I took for the, to that date. Yeah, my insecurities fucked me up big time and I, I'm to blame for that. What happened with um, the girl in college, I'm to blame for that as well. I mean, that, that was my choice. I decided to get involved with that and I shouldn't have, but I did. So I've been giving all of these, these fears, these, these concerns, these insecurities to God pretty much every day. And because from the moment, like we started talking and things seemed to be going well in terms of like we were getting along in terms of being friends. I told God, I was like, God, if this goes well or no, whatever happens, I want you to be in control of the situation. Because as soon as I try and grasp my hands around it, my insecurities are going to get the best of me. My fear is going to overcome me. I'm going to slip up. Things are going to go haywire so fast. They're going to go downhill so fast. And I'll be the only one to blame for that. Because I'm trying to take control of a situation that I shouldn't be. And I've had that issue a lot in the past. And that's exactly what has resulted from it. Things didn't happen the way I would have liked. Not in terms of like the relationship or, or dating, but just the way things panned out and how I interfered with what could have been a great blessing from God had I waited on him and waited for him. So I, I hold back from saying things like you know, from saying stupid stuff, I hold back from uh, making a move. And I hold back from, like, like I said, she's already not, like, the best texter. So when I text and I'll get a response. And this just this isn't just, like, with someone that I'm interested in. It's also just, like, a friend or whoever I, I decide to message and they don't respond. Or they just kind of leave me on open or whatever. Like, I think everybody can relate. That kind of sucks. You know, because you feel just like, oh, okay, well, like you try and put it off like, okay, maybe they're just busy. But for me, my insecurities um, in the past would get to me and be like, oh, okay, well, I'm not worth their time. And maybe I should just not try at all. And, and I fight back those thoughts or I try to suppress them when I, when I, I text um, this person. You know, she, um, she has told me that she's, she's been trying to get better so that we can establish like more of a, of a connection outside of work and I appreciate that um, still make fun of her because she's still really shitty at <laughs> like she's, she's still really bad at, uh, at replying and stuff but um, she does what she can you know like she's definitely made improvements from since the first time that I talked with her um, but yeah I do what I can I'm worried that me worrying about it and me trying to avoid certain things like that is going to eventually have those things come to life and flow into the world like I'm basically going to speak them into into existence and that always happens when I overthink and when I become too worried or too anxious about something so again uh, you know I'm continuing just to give this to God and that's why I'm not really as, as afraid of, of, of things that will happen. I hope that things go well 
with this girl and I, you know, um, potentially this could be my first girlfriend, so I definitely want her to feel special. Um, and I want to make any girl pretty much feel special that I'm, I'm with. Obviously just the one, but in that context. But um, I don't want to... I don't want to try and force that on anybody. I don't want to force that on myself. And I don't want it to happen if it just wasn't going to happen. If things don't work out with her and I and we just become friends or we just stop talking or whatever, then after what happened with that girl in college, we ended on the worst terms pretty much. I just hope we end on good terms, you know? Like it'll still be kind of awkward because we still work together and everything but hopefully it just ends on good terms you know it'd be nice to have that for a, for a change so after talking your ears off for 30 plus minutes on that one segment um don't worry i'm not going to do another segment i just wanted to close things off um yeah i was thinking about normally doing like doing this after i get out of work which would be technically today so this wouldn't be up until saturday morning but um, i was over at a friend's tonight right after work and they uh they were like i said in the the intro they were just circling around in my head and I didn't really want to just kind of keep them to myself or just kind of like try and express them and, and lose the the heart behind what I what I felt like I, I had to say and what I was thinking and feeling um, or just kind of push it like put it off like put it aside until I decided to make the podcast so big shout out to uh, Fernando for uh, letting me you know kind of come over to his place had a, had a good drink in me, had a Seagram's, so I mean, I'm not really tipsy, like at all, it was just one, but uh, he was the one that, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of pushed me a little bit to, um, to do the podcast episode tonight, so if you listened all the way through, uh, I just want to thank you for allowing me to be able to do this, and for, uh, for you taking the time out of your, out of your day, you know, whatever it is that you're going through to, to listen to what I, what I say and hopefully it um, it helps you in a, in a way maybe you can relate to it or maybe like if it's not helping for anything maybe it's just a way for me to like another way for me to express um, what I'm going through and how I feel and I don't know like I said I don't really have a direction for where I want this thing to go it's kind of just like taking up its its different positions but um, this concludes the third episode of Sincere Sessions with Steven I will have this up in about like yeah no i'm gonna have this up now uh look forward to doing this every monday and friday so thank you again and god bless y'all y'all have a good night